Hello everybody and welcome to the TMOF Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, I am Russ. Joining me again today is the one and only Predictions Bitch. Oh, sorry, it's King, isn't it? It's King. The King. The what King, right, sorry. So, well, yeah, I mean, there, there's an argument to be made there. Joined by Ash. TMOF right. Wrestling. All right, Ash. All right. You got an haircut? No, what are you on about? No, I'm just uh, observation. It was nothing to do with the hair loss. I'm just asking if you've had a haircut. I would say, I would ask for you the same, but you always hide yours. Yeah, but it's only because I, I need a haircut. Mine is so long at the minute. Look at that. If I just kept that out, look at this. What kind of kind of image is that? Nobody needs to see that. I'm stuck now as well. It's going to keep popping out of my hat. But um, it is currently uh, 8th of... Or, no, it's not. It's the 8th of September. <laughs> yeah, we're, not, we're not doing the American-style date, are we? No. And it is about, I think, 29 degrees at the moment, isn't it? Uh, I have Cree 5 on my laptop, but that probably means it's like 30. Yeah, 9 o'clock at night. That's what we love, isn't it? I think sleep's yeah. overrated anyway, to be honest with you. Uh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the show. Um, we are back again this week, and we're going to talk. We've had a good weekend of wrestling. Yeah, I think so. We're going to talk uh, about the weekend of wrestling. Uh, I haven't seen All Out is a slight spoiler. I've seen two matches from All Out, and they were the two that everybody said that you need to watch, really. so Right. Um, which you can probably guess what those ones are. Uh, but we're going to talk about WWE's payback, and um, I suppose a few of the little bits of wrestling news. Shorter one today. Um, it's not going to be some big breakdown of, of review, really. There's only sort of a couple of matches I really want to talk about from payback as well, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I think I think they're easy ones to do this week. Yeah, I'd say so. But um, I think more than anything, I I don't want to I don't want to stay on this too long. I'll be totally honest because I'm really bored of it now. Um, everybody's going to know exactly what I'm talking about here. But of course, Jay Cargill saying she wants to stay. <laughs> I'm glad he doesn't like Jade. Um, no, it's of course Phil Brooks, CM Punk. Um, never heard of him. So, <laughs> I'm beginning to think Tony Khan wishes he'd never heard of him. Uh, obviously, since the last episode, it all came to light, didn't it, that he, the suspension led to his release and subsequent termination of all of his employments with AEW. I think key term there was employments, plural. You know, so he obviously was more than just a wrestler on the roster, but he is now officially gone from the company. Yep thoughts uh they should have done this a year ago and the, the uh, problem that we've had and, uh since he's come back from that suspension or whatever injury last time probably would have happened i suppose in a way though him coming back we did get collision but then what does the future of collision look like and everything else because it you know, the way Collision's been sort of presented to everybody is it was kind of, it was just CM Punk's show. It was the way to get him away from the elite oh, well, and everybody on Dynamite. What it, uh, what was it, CMFTR or was it FTCMR? It was their show. CMFTR, yeah. It was their show, no one else's. Ah, just a weird one. It's sad, really. 
yeah, that's true. I mean, they've still got a lot of good guys on there, but it's. I, I think it's just sad that he just like. I think ultimately, whether he's right or wrong with certain things, he just wasn't able to get out of his own way. I think that's that's the the way to look at it. I don't think it's it's all absolutely all Punk's fault. I do think that Jack Perry baited him, um, knowing exactly how he would react. But then that's Punk's fault for reacting the way he does. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I think you know to, it's it's this it's a hard one because for all of you can say what AEW and Tony Khan's faults are, I, I genuinely really do believe that Tony offered him the world. Really? Yeah. You have your own TV show. You're gonna. <laughs> yeah. And world championships and everything else. You know, I don't think he can say the same. Um, I don't think he can use the same rhetoric that he he had when he left WWE about the company holding him down and you know all this that and the other. I think it's, but that that's that's what doesn't reflect well. And I think that's probably all I'll I'll say on it. It's a shame, but it doesn't reflect very well on on CM Punk. You know, multiple companies this is happening to him in where he just can't seem to work in line with everybody else. Um, it's just a big shame. But obviously. It is worth mentioning if, if you didn't know that news already. The if firing wasn't because. Well, yeah, but some people don't spend that much time on the internet today, which is more power to them. But the firing didn't come. Oh, yeah, I'm hearing that. The firing didn't come through the altercation with Jack Perry directly. What they're saying is it was because of the altercation he had with Tony Khan. And look, in any other line of work, that would get you sacked. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yes, it would. So um, I, they used the word lunging. Tony Khan said he was fearing for his life. There's obviously there's all the memes and everything else. Look, none of us were there. Not our place to say, but the whole thing is just a shame. Um, also, a steel got released again. <laughs> I will be honest. I didn't get the news when he came back. I didn't realise he was even back there. No. No, I don't think asked, I don't think it was when Punk came back as well. I think it was before that. So That's mad. Well, Ace Steel's gone now as well. So whatever they do, whatever Punk does in his next venture, obviously, you know, hope he does well. But it's um it's just a shame. Life will go on. AEW will go on. But we've we've seen his last AEW match. You're right there, you look a bit shocked. Uh, microphone device changed. Oh, you sound different. Well, while you're having more technical issues, I think this is a good time to come in with a little bit of a break. We've got a little thing coming up for you right now. Ted's going to introduce himself. You can also, you can head over and check that one out once you're done with this one. But this one, where are you listening to us? Ash, can you even hear anything? Who knows at this point? But wherever you listen to us on, if it's on Apple... If it's on Spotify, you can leave us a five-star review. If you could do that, it'd be absolutely lovely. We love the Meltzer star ratings on here when it's five stars for us. That's great. Ash, we, let's take a break. Yeah, the fucking microphone's gone. Okay. <laughs> you are currently listening to one half of the greatest tag team of podcasts there are out there today. Once you get finished with this great episode... Go on over on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, 
even over on YouTube. And check me out, Ted the Hillbilly Hill of the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast. Award-winning, critically acclaimed, number one in Antarctica. And I'm going to break down the bad guys, the villains, the heels of professional wrestling. And always remember, there's the real truth, then there's the heel truth. All right, then, everybody, we're back. I think Ash is all right. We'll we'll hope and pray. Fingers crossed. Everything crossed for you. That's, <laughs> that's what you look like from a distance, to be fair. I, I, yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> all right, so we're going to go through... Uh, should we should we go? Whilst we're on the topic of AEW again, I've not seen all of All Out, so we might as well um, start with a couple bits of that. Have you seen anything from All Out at all? I've not seen any footage by her. It's really good. I think all things considered, obviously we just talked about Punk, and we'll leave that there. But all things considered, after that, uh, this was a really really good follow up to what was their biggest event, or potentially the biggest wrestling event uh, ever held of All In. This this actually really delivered um there's probably an element of that that i think would have been because of what was going on it was you know it pushed everybody to put on an even greater show uh because well, you had guys that weren't all in so they probably wanted to really make their mark you know looking at miro and uh powerhouse hobbs they had an absolute banger of a match really good all right. um so i saw that one and i've also seen the strap match yeah, the match that got me annoyed when I found out who was going to be in it. <laughs> right, yeah, because we could have had him for all... But, you know, like, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, originally, obviously, supposed to be Ricky Starks versus CM Punk. We then genuinely believed they were going to do Ricky Starks versus Steamboat, which I think we were both pretty psyched for. Yeah, but it was the wrong kind of dragon. The wrong kind of dragon. That somehow sounds sexual, and I don't know if it's meant to be. Um, but, yeah, it was... Uh, this bit bright actually it was um of course the american dragon brian danielson and what a match that he had with ricky starks you should i would definitely recommend going and watching that i think that was a match of the night it was brutal it was it's a strap match you know i think strap match really is probably now can be called the most brutal or one of the most brutal matches i guess now because when was the last how many strap matches have there been before a debut and it was all like the wb version of like no blood and yeah again it's pretty it's pretty different i like it it was really good um I did see some of i've just not watched all of but it was more sort of highlights from the main event which was obviously Orange Cassidy defending his international championship against John Moxley. Looks like it was a really good match too, to be honest. Uh, that's why that sounds like um, a proper main event. Yeah. I think it's done a real good job of actually really showcasing Orange Cassidy again, which I think was supposed to be what happened when he had his uh, angle with Jericho. Yeah, I think finally we're getting there with um, making him the superstar. Yeah. I think it's it definitely works, I think, from what I can see. As I say, I've got to see the whole match, but the two that I kind of went out of my way really to, to make sure I watched was uh, Miro and Hobbs and the strap match, which um, I'm really happy with. If the rest of the show is obviously also going to be really good, then uh, you know I will watch it at some point. But it's just it was a lot of wrestling for one week, and the week's gone pretty quick. Been a busy guy, so I've just not had a chance to, to catch it all out. See what I did yeah. there? Ah! Yeah. Uh, I got him. 
but you know, I did I did have time because I sort of had it on in the background. Uh, put the uh, media conference on right. because you know it was a, a year removed from the last one. So I thought, well, I mean, this one surely won't have as many fireworks, uh, which it didn't. But there was some interesting stuff on there. Um, Khan, Tony Khan did refuse to comment on uh, the punk stuff, which is understandable, considering that probably is going to go down a legal route at some point. Potentially. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think for me, because Brian Danielson was the, the last person to come out on the panel from the wrestlers, and I found his really interesting. But he was definitely being asked a lot and... Um, I suppose, kind of putting the limelight as maybe stepping up to be the new kind of leader on Collision to replace Punk. Um, Got the experience. Him and Joe could do it easily. Yeah. I mean, his his answers and responses were really very much Blackpool Combat Club as a whole and not just Brian Danielson, but uh, basically just saying, you know, they'll do whatever Tony needs them to do. But uh, yeah, I think the overall atmosphere seemed to be quite largely positive by the looks of things from all out. So, yeah. you know, hopefully they maintain that because that was one of the things when AW first started that kind of people were, were really kind of bigging up about it the most was how that sort of backstage uh, vibe was such a positive one. Yeah, and, I was going to bring this up, actually. The amount of time you yeah. heard before Punk came in, how positive it was, maybe one or two things about, like, things that gone wrong, obviously, were typical... Ah, uh, it's fine. It'll be fine in like a day or two. But then Punk yeah. comes in and all these backstage fights and all these problems. And hopefully now that he's gone, they they will go again and be a positive place again. I think that's the thing. When Vince left, they had positive backstage WWE yeah. for a while. Yeah. It probably still is. I don't know. You can just feel it sometimes, I think, in a performance where people's heads are at. Hmm. Because one thing but, I didn't know until like a few days ago was because I still haven't watched all in all in back yet, and apparently you can see Jack Perry's blood on Samoa Joe's arm. But I've not heard anything about. I've not. Not heard about any blood. I did watch all of all in back, uh, but I didn't see that. No, that's yeah, not say it's not there. I just I just didn't clock it. Wow. But yeah, all out. Um, that's all I can I can really sort of say on it. Really, it does look like a very good show. The matches oh, I have seen were brilliant. The biggest debut they ever had. The what? The biggest debut they ever had. What was the debut? CJ Perry. Oh yeah, of course, CJ Perry. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> thing is, it's been a week and I just completely didn't clock it. But yeah, I don't know how long she's actually going to be there for because the the report kind of suggests that it's a short term thing. But I guess they'll just sort of see, or she'll just sort of see how she gets on with it, I guess, maybe. Well, we'll see on Collision. Yeah. It's good, though. It's nice to see them together again. But yeah, she obviously, she, I mean, that's the finish of the match. I just totally forgot. But, um, um, is, is it another example of that conspiracy theory that they are still working with WWE? Oh, come on. It's only because, like, Mira goes, you're not real. And obviously everyone goes, well, the last time they were together was the Bobby Lashley storyline. So it's like, do you not have in, their Instagram or Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it? Well, their... no, no, because Miro has been playing Lana into or CJ Perry into storyline for a long time. 
probably feels a lot longer than it actually was. It's just because Miro was off television for for a really long time. But yeah. when he was doing those really, really cool Redeemer like backstage promo skits, um, you know, talking about his wife and stuff like that, and oh, I, I, I'm, I have to win, I have to get better, or, or I can't go home to my wife and stuff. Like she kind of had has been a part of that Redeemer character, yeah, I guess um, so. really the whole time. But it's obviously seeing her in the flesh which I don't think anybody's going to necessarily mind. Um, <laughs> but, you know, We're seeing her actually there, that she's a very attractive lady and that okay. Miro, Miro is a very attractive man, so it works. Um, <laughs> what was no, man? It's good. Well, all right. It says Dick Dastardly with his moustache. <laughs> but, um, no, I think that's, that is really cool. But, yeah, definitely it looks like All Out's one to, to watch, and I, I will get around to watching it. But a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. Yeah, it's like there's a show of wrestling every day of the week. <laughs> I think there is, isn't there? So we'll move to WWE Payback. It took place from the PPG Pants Arena. It was Pants Arena. Like it's Pants Arena, but Pants just sounds better, doesn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. Thanks for confirming. Um <laughs> But yeah, payback. This was one of the, uh, I guess, the B PLEs, right? Technically, yeah. It's it's. What makes it a B PLE? What makes a B PLE or pay per view? What makes a B show a B show? Maybe because it's the first one after SummerSlam. It's it's kind of like you know what Backlash was to Mania. Now it's this is the other one to SummerSlam, but. Is is anything that's not one of the big four, if we're going to still call them the big four, but going by historically Rumble, Mania, mm. SummerSlam, Survivor Series in that order, is any PLE that's not one of the big four a B pay-per-view? Well, what is, what's money in the bank then? So that's what I mean, right? So like money in the bank feels like a big deal now. Sometimes even bigger than a Survivor Series. If anything, I think Survivor Series has been um, a B show for a long time. Last year's was very cool with War Games. That definitely helped. But uh, for a really long time, because of the brand warfare stuff, it just, I was never really that interested in it. It just, it felt like more of a network special as opposed to like, this is, this is an event you should actually buy. If you're still doing that, or obviously back in the day, buy on box office and pay-per-view. So, I don't know. I just just think it's interesting. For me, I can see why payback this year's payback would have been a B show, and it's I think it's anything that doesn't have Roman on, because this is the first PLE event this year that he's not been on. He wasn't at Backlash. No, he wasn't at Backlash. You're right. Okay, but Backlash felt big because of the crowd. Yeah, and it was in Puerto Rico. So, and you had Bad Bunny there. You had. Yeah, was really good stuff happened. This just felt like this was Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Yeah, this felt like. Do you remember they used to do these episodes of Raw when SmackDown would do like an appearance? People on SmackDown would just randomly appear. It felt like one of those. It felt like a three-hour Raw featuring, but we've got specialty matches, so it's it's cool. I. The thing is, I, I, it's probably the weaker PLE of the year so far. 
I think it was better than SummerSlam, personally, but... Really? I only think that because I thought there was better matches and better quality. I think because it's shorter as well, it helps. What I was going to say <laughs> yeah. is, I think that Payback... I'd, I'd say Payback's probably going to be the weakest PLE overall this year so far. But that that's not to like say that it's a bad show, because it, it genuinely, it really wasn't. It was really good. But I think the problem it's cut is because they've been on such a hot streak this year with their PLEs. You're bound to get one that's not going to live up to the hype as like one of the others. Um, True. Without Roman on, it does it does somewhat feel like less of a big deal when he's not there because we've become accustomed now to Roman Reigns' main event, what drama is going to unfold. But I do like the fact that we were able to focus on some other stuff here. One of the big things that you'll notice from obviously the graphic that will be around us in the video edit is uh, there's one match in particular I really, really want to talk about. We'll go through some others, but it's actually the opener. Yeah, I, I think they peaked too early in this show, but there's still some good stuff to go, talk about. Great way to open the show, though. But yeah. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch in a steel cage match. Trish Stratus's first ever steel cage match. Yeah. And I don't know about you, because obviously we said this kind of was initially kind of felt like it should have been SummerSlam. Then they held off the, the thing in Canada, obviously, you know, where Trish is from. Mm-hmm. It didn't really go down very well with the fans that it felt a bit. People said it was sloppy, that it wasn't that good, X, Y, Z. And again, none of us are wrestlers, so it's not like any of us are going to do better, is it? But that was a kind of sort of thing sort of being said about it. So there was a part of me that was a bit like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that was, I think, easily the best women's cage match I've ever seen. What, better than the Thunder Rosa, uh, uh, not Becky Lynch, um, Thunder Rosa and uh, Britt Baker. Baker? I think it was better than that. Yeah, but it is, it's one of the, obviously time will have to tell, but it's probably going to go up there in terms of some of my, one of my sort of most enjoyed cage matches. Yeah. It's the reason I think, I'm just going to say off the back of that Thunder Rosa Britt Baker comment, the reason I'm going to say I think I prefer it over that is this was two generations and this was true. Like if there's ever a point in time where a you still got it chant actually you know, really is very relevant and means something. I think it's here because Trish took so much offense oh, in that yeah. match. It was like, really, really good. But yeah, you go through what your thoughts were on it. I, I can't yeah, get enough I, of this match. I, I yeah, I'm not, I'm not me being a big fan of cage matches because I just felt like we're seeing like once you see one cage match, you're seeing them all. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lot of the same spots. Yeah, but this one, I know, I know. I say like. Someone's age a lot, but forty-seven-year-old Trish Stratus doing all the stuff she did in a cage, like the when she's hung up on the top of the cage. Yeah, and she the off the top of the cage. A super, super, superplex yeah. from there. Yeah, and obviously the finish of the match is taking the manhandle slam from the top rope as well. Yeah, it's funny um, how it's funny how they do these in cage matches, isn't it? When they do top of the rope. <laughs> you got the, I suppose, like support to be able to lean back yeah. on something, haven't you? But there was, um, how did Trish get the injury to her forehead? So for those that haven't seen, well, um, um, you can find it, but she took like, quite a nasty sort of bump 
uh, a knock on her on her head, and there's definitely a lump there and bruising, wasn't it? Yeah, it must be. It must be one of the times you got thrown into the cage wall. I can't think of anything else. I didn't. I think it happened before this actually, but the spot that they did where they were taking it in turns to bounce each other's head off of the of the cage, and uh, then Becky eventually gets the upper hand and starts ramming Trish into it. Like Trish just she took so much abuse, yeah. and well, people will always say it that like you're a Hall of Famer. Again, 47 years old. Not that you'd know that if you looked at her. Oh. Um, but people say it all the time. She, did, she didn't need to go out there and do everything she did. But my God, thank you, Trish, that you did. Because it was, yeah. Yeah, what an amazing match. And I, that must be proof of like doing all that yoga she does and like looking after herself. I'm not going to go elite, but don't think she's done the same, done the same way. I think she just like started wrestling and then didn't really think about coming back the same way that... I, do you think, though, maybe... I mean, Lita and Trish have always been very different. They just yeah. have good chemistry together. And I think because they were the two... I mean, literally, no pun intended, but they were the two hottest female stars of their era. I think that's unquestioned, yeah. unquestionable, yeah. that Trish and Lita watching, were the top. At the minute, I'm watching every Raw from 2001, and they are the two that get the best pops. And Mainly because there wasn't much... There wasn't a women's division at the time, really, but mm. apart from, like... China at the time would get a good reaction. Maybe Molly Holly didn't really get a good reaction. You know, she's like a the face, the face woman at the time when I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. Lita and Trish just get the reaction. Maybe Lita only because she was with the Hardys. There's not. I've not seen much of her on her own at the moment. But yeah, I think though you have to bear in mind the point in time because it wasn't so much centered around the wrestling for the women then. No. So uh, they were both good in the ring, obviously, because they, they rose to the top. But you still had that element of, like, you know, attitude error into this early into, well, not quite into ruthless aggression for 2001, but we are kind of approaching it. But, you know, they're still, the way they dress and things like that, you know, it was kind of still sex icons, really. There's not really any other way to put it. But Trish absolutely Thank you, was. Trish. Thank you, Trish. Uh, but even Lita, Lita was as well because Lita appear, appealed to you know all the alternative types and everything, and you know, yeah. same way as Jeff does to the to the female portion of the audience. You'd always hear the women go mad for Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So there was always that as well. It's just when you see the type of performance. It's not to take anything away from Becky either. Obviously, this was like the this no. was Becky's moment. Um, she comes out with a win, of course. Um, but when you see someone like Trish come back and have one of, I think one of her best matches ever. Like at this stage now in 2023, yeah. I think it is. I think it's one of her best matches. It's up there with Mickey James at May 22. And if, funny enough, Stephanie McMahon from 2001. No, L. <laughs> yeah. And the other one, I always sort of talk about that one because I think it's an unsung hero of a match, but survivor series, uh, 2002 with Victoria. Chicago yeah, Street well, Fight. Say that because you did Where's Peak. That's why. I was just about to say. So good, good way to lead into that. So she, yeah, Widow's Peak, Victoria's move. She hit in the cage, and I think she and did Victor- the pose as well. I, do, I think did she, she did do like pose? one of these. Oh, I think she did. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think she did. They called on commentary that um, obviously because it's one of Trish Stratus's greatest rivals, uh, but also that. That's right, wasn't it? That the first ever women's cage match was between Victoria and Lita. Yeah, twenty years ago. 
20 years ago. And that was the... Was that main event? No, it wasn't the main event. I, I remember this clearly because uh, Matt had just come back. He was doing the V1 gimmick and he just was training uh... from SmackDown for Raw and he cost Lita this match. Uh, that's all I remember for that, really. I don't remember what right. the cake match. Right, right, right. But yeah. And then obviously Becky answers in turn with the twist of fate. So Alita, yeah. technically Matt Hardy move, but Alita move, um, which had kind of a double entendre to it, really, doesn't it? Because obviously it was Victoria's opponent in that cage match, but also Lita is still, as far as I'm aware, a component in this storyline. But like, it kind of, the way this ended, I think it's unquestionable. The rivalry between Becky and Trish is now done. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be revis- revisiting it. I think if anything, we if Trish is going to stick around for longer, we'll get her and Zoe Starks because obviously Zoe Starks does come out, tries to help Trish. Trish still loses. Trish slaps Zoe Starks. Zoe Starks goes, nah, and then hits her with that Z360 um, or Z360, as we would say yeah. in the UK. It looked really good as well. I don't know. I don't ah. know. I don't know if it's the person who takes it that does it better than the person giving it. It's basically a uh, feast your eyes, isn't it? On yeah, like speed, pretty much because it's just oh, blessings. Not getting any from me. I wouldn't expect any. No, it's a cool move though. But yeah, yeah I like, it's not I something like you're going to be able to hit on everyone, is it? I'd like to see her do it on, like, a Raquel, a Raquel Rodriguez or, like, a sort of that size, just to see what it's uh, like. I wonder how it'd look. Well, do you remember, oh. like, playing, like, SmackDown games and trying to do the tombstone with, like, a great Carly? <laughs> the way that looked. Yeah. I remember beating Carly as Mickey James. Mentioned Same it, And no one believed uh, me. That challenge on 06, 07? 07. Yeah, on there hard, you go. On, what was it, harder or legendary? Legend, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Back in the day, back into it, dear. But yeah, wonderful, really, really good match. Um, is it going to be somebody's match of the year? Could be. Fair enough if it is. Subjective, isn't it? Enjoy what you like. I thought it was really, really good. It's probably the best women's match in WWE, at least WWE since Mania. Oh, Rhea and Charlotte. I think Rhea and Charlotte's going to... That one still, I still think back to that match occasionally. That's how good that was. Um, Which is a shame, really, because I suppose moving on from what was my favourite match of the night, being that steel cage, um, Rhea and Rodriguez. Good match. I think there's chemistry there. Weirdly, went a bit long for me. Well, that was the thing, because obviously there's like six matches, and so you're going to have time. On his ma- there on his is, match. yeah. And, that, and I like the fact that people get time, don't get me wrong. I'm not sort of going to sit here and bitch and moan about it. I think the reason it felt long is because it's another one of those weird things where I don't know why it happens, but you kind of expect when there's a bit more of a, um, I don't want to say like blood feud, because it wasn't really a blood feud, but when there's when there feels like there's a bit more of a, an angst behind it, and then a match starts with a lockup, it kind of immediately sets that tone. Like you're expecting yeah. to see these two people that have got this gripe with each other, like start going to war and throwing hands and they're doing a lockup. And it's always, again, not wrestler, but I can, it's, I'm only, I'm just explaining like how 
it makes me feel really as a fan watching it. But yeah. still a good match. Still got chemistry. And I still think Raquel is going to be, at the moment, she's probably still the best person to dethrone Rhea. But that's obviously not going to happen anytime soon, as one of the other matches will show us. But yeah, I don't know. That was my sort of take on it. I liked it, but it was just, I felt somewhat underwhelmed by it. I guess it's, you know, a bit of a bummer, but yeah, what did you it, think? I don't know. It, it just felt like they were they they are good together. Mm. Their next team matches you should definitely check out. But yeah, yeah it felt I just felt like I don't know. It felt like there's more to go. Maybe I think there is. Maybe with Liv, when Liv comes back, maybe yeah. yeah it, it's hard to it's hard to think of it as a feud when they do the injury angle. Then Rhea did nothing really for like two months. And then yeah, Raquel comes back, and then yeah, just felt like another match. And that's it. Like Rhea has easily had, I think, one of the best matches of the year in WWE with the main match with Charlotte. But it's, I suppose, it's a bit of a. Thing. It doesn't overly matter because she's part of the Judgment Day, and the Judgment Day have really risen you know to the point where like they're they're kind of the main attraction on raw which is great and rhea's a part of that but you know outside of probably that first defense against zelina um which realistically was a bigger deal than it was built up to be because it was in puerto rico and the fans went absolutely crazy for zelina which was awesome um but it, it didn't have the build so you know, you kind of knew like after Mania, there's no way Rhea's dropping it yet anyway. So whoever she was going to go against, it was always going to be the same. But then she had the sort of things with Natalia. Um, there's just not really been sort of much around the women's title, her, her world heavyweight, world, well, I guess world women's championships are called. I don't know which one which, to be honest, but... Hers is um, the world one. Yeah. But it just, it feels a bit, I don't know, like, I, I think based on that and the fact that I thought these two were going to really go hard at each other that this was going to be something more than it ended up being. And it doesn't mean it was bad. It's just, I think I expected something different, but having said that, um, it is the first time that in terms of the story they did tell in the match, it was the first time Rhea's really been um, given the the kind of run for her money in terms of size, strength and immovable object. Uh, Ness, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better I, word. Cause that's, that's watched, kind of what it was. When I was watching this, I was thinking, how would they compare it to like is it is it the uh like a hogan andre where it's like you've got the, the big powerful one but then you've got someone who's more powerful and bigger you know what i mean i don't think i don't know how you was... i don't know how you explain it really. I think it's, it's like undertaker and kane isn't it uh two... well they did have one good match and then two powerhouses yeah i don't but for some reason, Hogan and Andre came into my mind because you're thinking the immovable force in the object, whatever it's called. Unstoppable that... force, immovable object. Yeah. That's what I was thinking when I was watching it, not like... But yeah, that's... Also, I don't think it was great that Dom had to interfere for Rear to win. I think it should have just been like a another way of cheap victory. Oh, I don't know. Also, it's a tricky one. Also, I think the placement was wrong. Because when we get to a certain other match, and it, what happened? Uh, well, this was just that. before the main event, wasn't it? So yeah, this match came after the other Judgment Day match, which we can talk about now. 
Yeah, because this was my second favourite match of the night, easily. Yeah, I, I enjoy this one. It's just because obviously getting to the end and now if you want, when when um the Triple J win, and then they do the fireworks, like everywhere they go, we've got all the gold when Rhea could lose it in like five minutes' time or whatever. Well, that's why I thought because I'd said in predictions that I thought that the tag match was going to be main event. Now, obviously, I did not peg Judgment Day to win it. No, we all thought... I thought they were all going to fall out, but I thought that's how they were going to end the show, is like on, on some sort of big twist. I'm kind, I am kind of actually glad that Shinsuke and Seth Rollins got the main event, because it's the first time the World Heavyweight Championship's been the main event since it's been brought in on the PLE, which yeah. it does need. Um, but you're right, yeah, it kind of felt very much like an end of a show but i i guess that wwe's response to that would be that they do like a main event now isn't just necessarily the last match on the card we all know it is yeah. in terms of the actual main event is the very last one on but well wasn't they do build main multiple events. main events they said SummerSlam four main events yeah i still don't know what the fourth was well we had cody and brock uso and reigns yeah the world Cody Brock world title. So that's three. What was the fourth? To be honest, I can't even remember the SummerSlam card. Well, this is what I mean. I don't know where the fourth was. It wasn't. It wasn't Ricochet and um... Logan Paul. Logan Paul was it? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. What else was there apart from that? Well, there was another main event. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't made this one was there. <laughs> this one could have easily been main event this was a really really yeah. really good match a uh what was a still strict still still oh. strict <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. yeah i liked it it was good but the, the result shocked me they're obviously going to go longer with judgment day and i like that yeah one thing that got me there's one moment in the match that um confused me is they did the Dom beating up Sammy and Kevin Owens and they get thrown over that barrier. And then, like, 30 seconds later, Kevin Owens is busted open. Yeah, but it was... I mean, it was hard way, though, clearly. It must have been, because I've no idea... Obviously, with WWE, with the blood policy, they couldn't be a blade, but it was just that... It was definitely hard way. They were, re- yeah, they they were, were trying really it, hard to, to wipe that off of him. Really hard, mm. but... I think what was worse was that uh, Swanton he did from the from the crowd because he yeah. it looks like he kind of just went over and just basically just went straight into the floor. Yeah, must have hurt, but yeah, that's not that's not even the things I thought would, would have hurt more in that match. There's what a certain power bomb on the announce table that I think hurt more. Oh. There's a lot. This was a good, this hard-hitting match, but the story yeah. really told here was that the numbers game were against them. Um, but obviously, yeah. Jack Daniels, McDonough. Um, is, is McDonough, when I hear McDonough, I just think, like, imagine if McDonald's did a Donner kebab. That'd be nice. I love it now, actually. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jack Daniels and a McDonald's Donner kebab. That's all I can think about. But yeah, he comes out. Obviously, there's a, a, a good story playing out there. Uh, I think that's a good story. Um, but well, yeah, the numbers game, it was just too much. But obviously, to your point and how we came to this is because Rhea does come out here. Yeah, her running to get to that spear was amazing. Awesome. And the fact that when she speared 
Kevin Owens through the barricade. She's just a badass, isn't yeah. she? She's just a badass. I think, though, she paid homage to China recently, didn't she, with her ring gear? Her payback, um, she did. Yes, it was a pay. She'd done it before as well. But I think, weirdly, she's kind of got a bit of a China effect. So, you know, that because uh, there was all these sort of tales that China was quite difficult to get on with backstage towards the end of her WWF run. Yeah. Um, and a big part of it was that she felt too good for the women's division. And to be honest, in all honesty, I can kind of see two sides to that. Because as the women's division was right there and then, she kind of was. But at the same time, it's not the attitude to have when you're technically the top star of the women's division. You Surely you should be bringing it up. But again, just different tales from different people, isn't it? But I think yeah. the, the big problem with it was that she was she wanted to do so much more with the men. And I think that's where we're at with Rhea. Because of the involvement with Judgment Day, she's done a lot more with the guys that when it comes down to the women, Raquel's kind of, at the moment, the only one sort of really overly believable that's like active every like week to week. The only other people you could put in there would be Bianca Belair, uh, Charlotte. Charlotte Flair again, and Asuka. probably Becky Lynch at this point. I don't even I think Asuka... Asuka. I mean, they had matches before. I'm not even trying to think of like NXT women, and there's no one, not even like there's no one there really. No, oh, we should have mentioned actually. Speaking of NXT, obviously NXT Women's Champion Tiffany Stratton was there for the show, and yeah. they showed her during the cage match or just before the cage match, and then she did have a backstage segment with Becky Lynch, teasing that Becky's going to show up on NXT and challenge her for the NXT Women's Championship. After Tiffany Stratton said ironically running out of challenges but yeah i think that may be yeah. maybe that's an issue with um, with ria but you know it's a, it's a very small thing in the grand scheme of things i still enjoy everything i'm seeing but it just when it comes to the women's title we've just not really had a really good feud with it yet i guess is all but you can say the same thing here about these tag titles like since winning them in the main event of night one of wrestlemania Sami Zayn and kevin owens haven't really had i don't think an actual rivalry, really, over those tag titles. Well, apart from they did the rematch on SmackDown with the, the Usos. Yeah, Outside match. of the bloodline, though, once, yeah, once we've moved on. But when Kevin Owens has had injuries and Sami Zayn's had injuries, it's not going to be easy. But one of my no. one of my favorite signs I saw, and this made me laugh, and I think it was during the women's match, the um, women's main, the women's title match was um. Bring back the 30 day um, title defences. Uh, yeah, you'll have a nice rule, don't you? Well, yeah, it's one of those things that they, they would do once in a while and like, not do it ever again. Yeah, it's like very good. Like the rematches, then they, <laughs> they dropped it. But yeah, there's still times when people have got all my rematches. Yeah. Wrestling, that is how it works. Expect the unexpected at all times, but yeah, I, I thought this was definitely second best match, uh, best match on the card, second best match. So, yeah, new the, champions going back to the swan tunnel, the angle underneath Kevin Owens. <sighs> that was a cool it? visual, yeah, when yeah. he went over the camera, very cool visual. But yeah, it's brutal. Like when they did the, um, it's like when they used to do back in the day, the matchman elbow, <laughs> yeah, coming down. Or yeah. if you watch the wrestler, 
the, uh, Ram, the Ram Jam. Jam. Yeah. So you couldn't remember what the film was called the other week, but you know it's called the Ram Jam. Did we mention the wrestler last week? Not last week. It was a little while ago, but we did talk about it. You forgot what the film was called. So what's that film with a wrestler in it? Oh yeah, the wrestler. It might not have even been on a show. It could have just been a normal conversation, but it was Probably fairly recent. Right. <laughs> um, main event. Talk about main event now, or should we go through? Obviously, Cena was there. It's probably worth mentioning. Um, yeah, that was okay. Cena refereed the match. He was the, he was the host, but he refereed yeah. the match between Miz and LA Knight, which is now looks like that set up another Miz and Cena feud, oh, which did lead to a great afterward. Is amazing. Yeah, they finally did it. Miz, and this is what we said. Like, said that I think we did actually say this last week, but Miz in WWE, it'd just be weird without him now at this point. Yeah, he's a re- he's he really. I don't think he does get enough credit. And it's funny he's getting to that point where he doesn't need to win anything anymore. But evidently, but just being there is amazing. Yeah, I think before we get to the main event, we should also mention the other return of wrestling. Yes, Jey Uso was announced on this one. Obviously, more since has happened on Raw, but the big thing this opens up of course is who is going to be traded now from raw to smackdown cody uh it seems like it's got to be cody right cody's one that brought him in on the grayson waller effect it was all done on that show um it's going to lead to jay and jimmy one-on-one at wrestlemania they said uh they've said it before but more recently it was around wrestlemania time i believe uh in an interview with ariel hawani They've yeah, always said they right. wanted to do a WrestleMania against each other. That was a really good interview, by the way. If you haven't seen that, guys, and check that one out. But yeah, it's leading to that, isn't it? And I think we are, we we have to do Cody and Roman too, don't we? And this will have I to be the one. I think it'd be better if they did this a couple of months down the line. Not now. I think it's way too early. But we'll see. It depends what you can do though with Cody in between I'm... now and then. I'm just going to enjoy the ride. I think for this one and see what they do. I think he'll feud with Grayson because Grayson Waller's on SmackDown, any so. Yeah, so that'll buy a, a month or so, did won't you, it? Did you see what um, Grayson Waller did on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it? What did he? He had a photo of him um, saying, um, "Fire Jimmy for what he did to me," and he had a king uh, can of Pepsi on his face. Fire Jay for what he did to me, but yeah, yeah. he holds that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, because they did a similar thing with uh, on being the elite of course with a pepsi bottle but tit for tat um yeah that was cool cool segment obviously because it's bringing jay in and it's in a tiny play. piece but it, it moved along yeah it's just me use but uh yeah slowly slowly moving the, the bloodline thing forwards isn't it even without roman being there but mm. i don't want to just skim over it i kind of will skim over it unless you want to talk a bit more about it but uh la night versus the miz as we said cena was refereeing it it kind of the match was was good um but it, was it really okay. was yeah it was fine it was good uh but la night getting the victory was what really mattered here and or at least it was it was what mattered here until after the match top of the ramp cena takes that ref shirt off i guess he got hot and kind of acknowledges la night yeah, I think he needed. I think he needed something like that to happen. He's, he's got a bit of a rub from Cena. So, what was weird though was 
because we see Cena at two different points in the night. I think it was two, wasn't it? We see him at two yeah. different points in the night. The second time we see him is after the, the next match. And that was a funny thing where he's got his bow tie and he's been the interviewer to interview the Judgment Day um, who who'd won their match. Um, no, no, yes, yeah, no, we saw him a bit later, but he's interviewing the Judgment Day after they won the tag titles. And he's got his little bow tie on, but he did the, he did the announcer thing, the backstage interviewer yeah. thing, where That's, he spreads his legs out to be shorter. It's so funny. Yeah, brilliant. But what was weird is that I think, if I've got the order right, I'm pretty sure after LA Knight versus The Miz, it was a US title match between Ray and Austin Theory. I think it was next, yeah. I just find it really bizarre that we haven't really acknowledged Austin Theory beating Cena at WrestleMania. Not really. Well, it's since that that he's really gone downhill. Honestly. I just don't know what happened. I'm just not sure what happened. He he beats John Cena at WrestleMania and it's just not talked about. And I expected it to Jericho level of I beat the Rock and Austin in the same night or Paul Heyman on behalf of Lesnar, you know, ending the streak. I know it wasn't as big as those, but it kind of was a big deal in terms of, yeah, it's like, it feels like it's somewhere in that kind of territory. And it was basically, I think what maybe mentioned the roar after WrestleMania and that was it. And we've just not revisited it. Yeah. It's, it just felt like, Oh, everyone beats Cena at WrestleMania. Everyone beats Cena. He's nobody. That's kind of that's which is obviously couldn't be further from the truth. No, but that's how it's it's been sort of made to to look, wasn't it? But yeah, very the very guy that they want to be, and they said he could be the next Randy Orton. Where it's like we'll be seeing this guy for twenty years, and we'll probably call him one of the greatest of all time. But I just felt like the US title really is holding him down a bit. I think, though, I still I still maintain I think Austin Theory gets a bit too much flack. He goes out, he has good matches. Yeah. The attitude true. that he, he brought with him, as opposed to kind of golden egg, you know, like that, that kind of metamorphosis, like post-briefcase, I guess, really, I think has helped. Um, yeah, I just think we just need to give it a bit more time and be a bit more patient with him. Like I've, I've never understood the Austin Theory hate. He seems like right. a genuinely cool dude with his interviews. Seems like a nice guy. I think he plays the that kind of that type of heel that he does. That kind of cocky, I'm untouchable, obnoxious kind of heel. I think he does that really well. Yeah. Um, I just don't get what the the disdain is for Austin Theory. I think he's good. He is good. Um, I don't. I don't get it. I... And this was a good match, in all fairness. But again, this kind of. Feels like we are going to go. I just hope they don't turn Santos on Ray. I want them, not at least right now, I want them to have a match and maybe Santos win it where they're both faces and pass yeah. the torch that way. Um, it looks like it's going that way, but um, do you know what? I hope so. There was, one, there was one thing that made me laugh because you know it's LWO and they came out because in Pittsburgh it's the PWO. Yeah. That's not the first PWO in wrestling. And you're probably not going to like this. What um, was the first PWO? There was. Did you ever hear of Women's Extreme Wrestling? Yeah, of course. There was a PWO. I bet you can guess what the P stood for. <laughs> Wait, no, I can't. Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell everybody? All right, it was Pussy World Order. <laughs> of course, it was. <laughs> it's good though. That is funny. But yeah. I don't think they meant to come out as the Pussy World Order. No, but 
one thing that made me laugh also was when, in a different way, was when um, they all kept when LW came out with Ray at the entrance. And I thought, hang on, is, is Selena really that tall compared to Ray Mysterio? But no, she's got really big boots on. <laughs> it's also funny seeing the Cinnamon Crunch advertised yeah, everywhere again. They, it's Ray's thing now, isn't it? But they didn't say that at all, did they? You know how, I don't like, remember it being mentioned on commentary. No, I mean, it probably was, but it wasn't as big it. of a deal as like it was at Mania. But I think what you said the other day is right. Um, with something they could do, Ray and Dominic, if they're both still holding the US titles at, at some point, mm. should at least have an interaction with each other whilst they've both got the belts. Because obviously you've got Dominic with the North American and um, Ray's champion. Right. Yeah. It does make me think Survivor Series again would be brand warfare because there's no stories about it being war games again. I don't think it is war games again, but... Um, I don't mind a bit of brand warfare, just not the whole pay-per-view or PLE, whatever you mm. want to call it. But um, yeah, no, this was a good match though. I enjoyed it. But yeah, I think main event. Main yeah, event, man. Shinsuke finally getting something to do. <laughs> because he basically hasn't done anything. I know he was in Money in the Bank. But the biggest sort of thing he's, he's done all year was really just, it wasn't even a WWE, it was retiring the Great Mooter. Um, it was what? Great Mooter was in the crowd. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant he was in the crowd for his match. I was like, that, how, how does that work? But yeah, that was, that's the biggest thing he's done this year, up to this point now, obviously, world title match. So that was that was good to see. And I think this match sort of showed just how good, or at least reminded people, just how good Shinsuke actually is. Yeah, because um, I heard I had mixed stuff about this match before I watched it. Because I only watched it today, because um, just had a lot on and it's been too hot to like it's been too hot to watch men yeah it's been too much to watch other sweaty men hit each other and women don't forget the women i mean yeah but it just it sounds weird if you took a soundbite of it's too hot to watch these sweaty women hit each other i mean i've said it now so it's done but yeah the men and the Um, women and going back to something i said for all in i'm since go having a um pre-entrance entrance was really cool yeah something i wish i'd do more in all companies really so what do yeah, you think of the match i thought it was all right but it does feel like they are keeping something for another match down the road i want to say it's they didn't say what the next one is did they but i think it's um well the next world. pla yeah is it Extreme Rules or is it... It's Fast Lane, isn't it? Fast Lane. Yeah, I didn't see a promo for it because you know how they usually like do promos for everything. Yeah. Sure. Well, I think the next one, WWE-wise, is, is NXT. Um, it's an NXT one. No Mercy. No Mercy, that's it. Uh, NXT No Mercy is next. And then after that, I'm sure it's Fast Lane. I could be wrong, but I, I think it's Fast Lane. Because I know Survivor Series is like two months away, so whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. In Chicago, I should say, so we all know what's going to happen there. Oh, goodness sake. I don't think it will. Well, apparently All Why? Out apparently all out was not that bad, even though it's in Chicago, so we'll see. I think when he got a lot of it out of the way on Collision, because of uh, obviously he came out and did the whole thing there. But anyway... Um, Tony Khan, that was obviously people listening. Yeah, but um, yeah, the match was okay, but I feel they've got more to play with. 
Yeah, I liked it. I just thought it was cool seeing Shinsuke. It was good seeing the world title in the main event. Like I say, tag titles easily could have been it, but makes a hundred percent sense to have the world title in the main event. Um, and Shinsuke's first. Um, you just froze a bit, so it's a bit weird. Um, and Shinsuke's <laughs> first main event, which apart from Money in the Bank, yeah, I think that's true. I enjoyed it. It was good. Can we can we make an argument now that um, Rollins is one of the best of the last sort of? I mean, I think you can make the argument that he's he's, he's one of the best of his era, but is he one I of the best so. really in the last kind of ten twenty years? Yeah, I think so. I don't think he got the credit for a long time because. There might be an episode because he was mad to Becky Lynch. You know how wrestling fans are. And like when he had a go at Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega online. He okay. definitely went downhill a bit then. I think yeah. maybe that some of that was the pressure because he was world champion then. And he was getting flack for all of that. He got flack for, because of the Hell in a Cell with The Fiend. Yeah. But when, um, he, when he was IC champion, like how good that run was. Like when he had a match with Elias that was really good. Yeah. Matches with... Um, but even the matches with Baron Corbin when he was champion around that time were really good. It was just that it was a long, long feud with Corbin and you had Becky Lee with um, Lacey Evans. That was not that great at the time. Oh, yeah. Rollins is a weird one because he's, he's gone up and down a lot. You know, like yeah. as a part of the Shield is a hot streak because everybody loved that Shield debut and, and that early run. Um, when he turned on him, even better because he'd become, you know, a big star and you could really tell there was something there. And obviously heist of the century, cashing in money in the bank at WrestleMania. Yeah. Then I feel like it kind of went downhill a bit after that, when he kind of then turned face, but then it, then he rose back up again, um, around the kind of beast slayer time. Yeah. Cause obviously he was injured for a long time because of that, when he broke his ankle or, it was something, wasn't it? He, ooh, he had a knee injury. On a, that was his, his knee, yeah. That house show where he did like the sunset flip power bomb from the turnbuckle and he landed and buckled the knee. You could mm. see like the knee just go. But um, yeah, and then it went downhill again. After he wins the title, everyone loved it, but then went downhill again, like you said, because of things he was saying and around Hell in a Cell and all of that. And then I think it sort of came back up again during the Messiah stuff. I love that stuff. And I think really from there, he's kind of stayed on, on like that career high because he morphed the Messiah into, what like I guess, that? like the, the drip God thing yeah. that he's got going now, which obviously it's worked really well. So it's just, That's I guess, fun. like finding the identity, isn't it? Yeah, and getting the right people to be at the right time. That is true. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a very good show. Uh, for a B show, if we're going to call it a B show, I thought it was it was certainly still very good. Weakest of the year, which is still technically a compliment because it's a year that's been filled with absolute bangers from WWE. And to be honest, to flip back to AEW as well, I don't think AEW's had uh, a bad PLE this year either. So, uh, no. 2023, I think we'll probably look back on as one of the best years for for the re- for wrestling content, PLE wise, in a, in quite some time. I think so. I can't. I, maybe it may be the best since two thousand. 
certainly WWE because 2000 was a really good year. They've been good years. I'm just saying, like 2000 is the one that comes up all all the time. Yeah, because outside I, of WrestleMania, it really was yeah. amazing. Well, I've said I said this. I don't know if I said it on here, but it was great until Steve Austin comes back, like No um, Unforgiven, No Mercy. Then it to me, it's not the same. I don't know why yeah. it didn't go bad, but it's in a different direction. Pretty good. It, I know people hate the Actually, invasion. Actually, got to Invasion. Yeah. I'm getting to that. I'm I'm getting to that point now. And that 01, I, on 2001, I'm just on the night after Mania 17. Mm, okay. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see where this like dip really gets to. See if it's really bad, like people say. It's, it's it's I think it's a bit more to the latter part of the year, isn't it? Really. I think but, so. Well, there you go. That's payback. A little bit of all in. It's not actually seen it all, but yeah, another good week of wrestling. Another good week of wrestling. Yeah. Why don't you let us know what you thought of WWE payback? And if you've seen all out, you can let us know what you thought of all out too. You can do that down in the comments below and wherever you're listening to us. If you're on one of the podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, audible, lots of others too. Uh, do make sure to give us a follow, a subscribe, whatever the lingo may be. And again, five stars on Spotify or Apple. Five stars makes me very happy. What about you? Well, five stars is great for Meltzer, but um, yeah, we'll take five stars whenever we can. We'll take five stars. Thank you. Um, <laughs> until then, Ash, I guess I'm going to be back next week. Um I've got something to cover next week. And I don't know who the hosts are going to be with me next week. Ash could very well be here. Also looking at uh, some guest hosts to come on as well. But I'm I'm going to open up a big can of worms next week. Really? It's going to be very no, divisive. Fishing. I'm going fishing. I'm, I'm going full boogeyman next week. Well, you're going to lie about your age, but still get a contract. <laughs> next week, what I will be discussing is wrestling fans and I'm just going to leave that there I'm just going to leave that there it's going to be a broad and no doubt uh, Why, where are you going? divisive topic sure. well I'm going to Bournemouth tomorrow actually because it's meant to be nice I'm going to go down the beach I'm going to put sun cream on and burn anyway and yeah I'm going to come back looking like Patrick Starfish what are you doing? Yeah. Well, watch Banbury and hopefully we win. <laughs> hopefully so. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to go back on Starfield now. So that's, uh, that's basically my life till Christmas. Um, and until then. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't know. I'd probably go back on to um, the Raw after May, 20, uh, May 17. Well, there you have it. Everybody, we'll catch you again next week here on the TMOF Wrestling Podcast. Hope you've had a great time. And wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a great day. Do stay safe. Look after each other. Catch you again next week. Yeah, will do. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Everybody. Make sure there's a lock o'clock.